Hello and welcome to Ruta Cosmic Wisdom. I'm Amy. And I'm Alexis. We chat about astrology, archetypes, and spirituality, exploring how these and more can be woven into the day-to-day energy of life. So we'd like to invite you to settle into your body and join us. sun has moved into Aquarius and we are back from our little hiatus. Good morning, Alexis. Good morning. How are you? Good. Aquarius season. Um, I love Aquarius. I have my son in Aquarius, but this one feels different than past years. Um, It's super heavy on the Aquarius, which we'll get into a little bit Um, but especially as we move more into Aquarius season, we start to gather more planets in Aquarius. (laughs) We get to the point where we eventually have six planets in Aquarius and that is pretty wild. So yeah, it's a pretty, you know, it feels like how last year was heavy on all the Capricorn. Like if you look at a chart this time last year, it was just intense Capricorn this year it's now intense Aquarius, right? So, um, but we're in Aquarius season. So we're in, the sun is in Aquarius now. Yes. What are you feeling? How are you doing? I, uh, it's everything, like there's a lot. And there's a, there's a sense of like, if we can stay really right here and not, try to make decisions or pull from what is past us and done or work with operating systems that are behind us mm-hmm. nor pulling from trying to predict the future because we cannot predict the future. There's too many moving parts. There's too many constantly shifting. We've all got free will. Um, so I'm really loving this. Like, everybody's coming to the party and for right now we have a lot of forward motion because every planet and our planetoids are direct chiron um and eris are our little planetoids that you and i play with they're direct along with all of the planets everything has got this like and now we're stepping forward motion to it and we are stepping forward because here in the states it's inauguration day <laughs> there was a very there's an eeriness yesterday <laughs> yeah there's an intense we're recording this actually on the 20th the morning so that was before um you know a few hours before but there's a really big um transit happening which we'll talk about mars conjunct uranus but just to touch on to a couple of the things that you mentioned about this like things are really shifting like We've talked about this, but this is a huge theme for 2021, like more so than ever, right? Things are always shifting, but it's like a signature for 2021 is shift and change. And so, yeah, really important to like come back into self and and get like some really good grounding practices, come into the heart because everything around us is shifting so fast. I think that's the thing is the pace that things are shifting is... Right, like it's on a fast track. And 
also Eris, who you brought up, she is very loud for 2021. Her and, and Pluto have been in a square, but they will continue to be in a square through 2021. So Eris is the goddess of chaos and discord, right? And so it's like, what a, what a perfect energy to have with all of this change and this, all this Uranian energy. Sure, we'll just throw some more chaos in there. Um, and what it feels like to me that does is it just kind of turns up the volume, pushes our buttons a little harder, right? The, the, the noise and the chaos is a little more to push us into growth, right? Like that I think is what I'm feeling is all of this noise and all of this, like why, right? Why mm -hmm. it's for growth. And so we're just kind of on this fast track, which is helpful to remember, especially as we move through Aquarius season that is very fast moving and loud. That's beautiful, Alexis. Um, <clears throat> I keep getting this image of how a how maneuverable like a small boat is. We can, we may not be able to make a 90 degree a square turn with a small boat, but we can make like a 120 degree turn. <clears throat> we can shift course still when we're just navigating our own small boat. Um, cruise ships do not, they're not known for their maneuverability. They're just not. No. And right now the more of us as humans that are able to really navigate our small boats from our center and be okay with knowing that we're in chaos and just staying in ourselves letting go of the idea that we can control anything else we may have input we may have um what we have to say like that's something that I've really been confronted lately is can you stay in your center? Can you stay patient and gracious? And can you also ask for what you want or need? Recognizing you may not get it, but the importance of being maneuverable, being able to say, this is something that I, I want or need right now. Oh, and I'm hearing that it's not going to work for you. So I'm going to steer my boat this way because I'm still going to go after what I'm wanting or needing with grace and with like really being flexible right now. And cruise ships are not flexible. Yeah. And it kind of feels like we're in a big cruise ship <laughs> trying to navigate waters that we have already passed through. Right. And I like that idea of like us each in our own little boats. Mm -hmm. And that is, so Aquarius is about being unique, like being uniquely you thinking outside of the box, acting outside of the box, breaking free of the box. Also, there's a humanitarian feel though of coming together, which we can still do. Like if we're all in our own little boats, we have to do what's best for us, right? Mm -hmm. But we're still all these, all these little boats out there, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's a, we're all there doing our thing together, but we're also really checking in with self rather than everybody being on the same cruise ship. <laughs> Right. Where we all have the same pre-programmed options. Right. And we have like two choices for dinner. <laughs> right. Your five choices for entertainment. Right. Right. Like that to me is not Aquarius. That is opposite of Aquarius of, yeah, there's the we're all together piece, but we have to all be in our own boats. That feels like, mm -hmm. 
really listening and accepting and, um, you know, even like with all of the old patterning and all of the old stuff, like if we just think about it internally, how that can look, we're going to be kind of right. Buttons are going to be pushed of like, this is an old thing, right? Like all of these yeah. pieces, um, around that. Aquarium. That murmuration, um, the way that birds flock, it's called a murmuration and they, they all are individuals and they're all, but they're moving in creative harmony. It's that, um, that the divine has allowed all of life, its creative potential through the use of our own authority. Mm. And 2020 was about encouraging us and giving us the opportunity to step into our own authority. The divine giving us the creative potential to be our own authorities. And then we all have our free will that's been placed in our hands. Like that's our greatest divine gift is how do we come together in that murmuration or in that little armada of small boats where we're creating as a community, but we're not only having two choices for dinner. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I love those visuals too. Like it just, yeah it pulls it all together and it really feels like some themes to remember throughout this Aquarius season. Um, you know, and particularly as we move in. So the first kind of transit we mentioned was Mars conjunct Uranus today. So this is January 20th when we're recording this. Um, and if you think about Mars and Uranus, so Uranus we've talked about before, but he's that um, great awakener. He's change. He's right. The lightning bolt energy. And then you think about Mars, who is the warrior. He's about taking action. You know, that can be part of it. All of these things have, they're multifaceted. But if we're just kind of honing in on a few aspects here, um, you put those together and it's the energy of sudden eruption, right? It's like Mars taking action, but it's the lightning bolt fast, like sudden eruption, right? Can be associated with earthquakes and things like that. Um, so it's a pretty interesting energy to have on Inauguration Day. Um, you know, I think we'll see as the day unfolds what happens. But if we can just remember to, you know, be in our center and check in with self, because what's going to be happening, it's going to be bringing up a lot for a lot of people, right? Like reflecting back in the U.S., we're changing presidents. So we've had one president for four years and a new president is stepping in, like that's a pretty big shift. So even just the shifting energy of that, <laughs> Mars, <laughs> Amy's staging us just for those who aren't on the, the video version. Those who are not watching the video, I'm just bringing in some nice cleansing <laughs> sage to that whole event. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, like get a huge sage stick out for that event because it is, it's a huge shifting. And yeah, that the White House is gonna need some some lot of sage. <laughs> I need to sage the hell out of the White House. <laughs> um, yeah. and the Congress and the Senate. All of it. All. Like a lot of sage. Because um, yeah, that energy, like even feeling into the energy of today, like Mars conjunct Uranus, like that's pretty big. They're both in Taurus. Um, it's a pretty um, feisty energy. And. Joe Biden's natal Mars is in opposition to this conjunction. Which is fascinating to feel into when we're talking about 
yeah, this <laughs> conjunction of Uranus, Mars, and then he has his Mars um, opposite, right? Opposite. Yes, yeah. it's, it's clear. It's a clean opposition, um, which may be speaking in an opposition. Um, for those that aren't on the video, think about a conjunction as your palms coming together in prayer, the energy of coming together. And now um, I think of opposition as the backs of your hands coming together. So you have the option to expand and make space. You can look at it that way, I'm making space, or you can look at it as I'm pushing those things away. So it's an opposition can be about our mindset and our intention that comes with that energy. How are we going to meet the energy of, oh, there's collective Mars and Uranus over there. <laughs> pushing up against my natal or am I being asked to make space for everything in there? I think about how much the message has been about unity and unity often requires a lot of space because if we have too much constriction, hello Saturn, <laughs> if we've got too much constriction, there's, we feel like jammed in there. We're in a box that's too small. So an opposition can be about making space for more and inviting more. Right. Yeah. And if we feel into what, it's not an exact square, because right, most of the things that we talk about are dates when things go exact. But if we feel into what is happening um, that is also squaring this, it's all the stuff in, in Aquarius that we have been talking about, the Saturn and Jupiter who are in early Aquarius, they're squaring this. Right, it's not an exact square, but they are squaring this Mars Uranus conjunction in Taurus, right? So you have, you brought in Saturn and he's a couple of degrees away, but he's squaring this, bringing in more of that constricting, right? And it is almost, they're almost, you know, different energies of Saturn is constricting, Jupiter is expanding, mm -hmm. right? So there is an interesting dynamic there. And yeah, a lot of it comes down to, of course, choice and what, you know, like where we're at and even feeling into it personally, um, you know, where you're at on your path. Like, are you at a point where like you can see the value in Saturn? Like you can see the wisdom, like it's often his wisdom is like uncomfortable at first but right, he's Gandalf, he's the wise old man. So you can take, you can make it a choice of, is this going to be really painful? And I'm going to like fight that strict dad energy, that constricting energy, or am I going to take the, like knowing this is coming from wisdom, right? And I might not like it, but right. And so we have the choice there. And also with Jupiter, like he expands whatever. So are we going to expand, you know, the freaking out feeling that we're in or are we going to expand and take a step back and realize okay this is for you know something the greater like something bigger um yeah and so then feeling into back we were talking about in the u.s it's the inauguration like this is all going on so it's a pretty wild time um, I, mean, I think we all knew that not even looking at astrology right for this shift to be happening but then you put in you know you plug in the astrology for today um and all of these aspects which are really loud for the whole year are playing right you have we talked about mars conjunct uranus squaring jupiter saturn and of course there's other stuff going on there 
but it's pretty, it's pretty loud. It's pretty mm -hmm. um, intense. Yeah, it is very, very intense. Uh, as a parent, um, one of the things I want to say about Saturn, because he holds such parental energy, it is that difference to like really bring it down to the practical of are you parenting from a position of I'm the grown up, therefore I'm right? That's that's messy Saturn right there. Like, let's face it, that's messy Saturn. Or are you parenting from a position of spaciousness and recognizing that the human being, the person that you're parenting has a perspective and opinions and points of view that could really be valid and help us growth, grow. Parenting is a growth opportunity. And Saturn can either really hold the space and provide safety, because that's what a parent's job is, is to provide love and safety and to learn with their child. Or Saturn can be like, I'm the parent. This is the way it is. And you're going to do it my way. There's, there's a lot of different ways to parent. So how do you find the happy space that is spacious and holding and provides safety without stifling the individual human that you're, you have, that soul has chosen you people. Get on the stick. <laughs> Says like, Saturn's my dude. So I have to defend him a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, right. And we can look at this as, and I think with all archetypes, we can look at them as things in our external world. So you might see it, like if you are a parent, you, right, like you can relate to that dynamic as the parent, but also like stepping into the shoes of the child, right? Like what the child is, is reacting to in that Saturn energy. And then we can also look within ourselves. We can look, so there's the external and there's the internal. How do we do that with ourselves because we do like we parent ourselves right and we have that different parts right this is what archetypes brings up all these different parts of us and so just feeling into the internal right with that energy that dynamic that happens within ourselves and how we react right to the energy of saturn how our inner child reacts how we can hold ourselves in that um which is a whole nother kind of conversation, but just to pull that in. <laughs> so Alexis, I love that you brought that in because that's one of those like fun things about you and I dancing like this together is we do have these really beautifully different lives. Um, and so you can like, we can dance this way and it's so much fun to have the, here's if you're a parent and here's for all of us who are actually parenting ourselves. Right, so, which yeah. we always are. So yeah, yeah, we that's, yeah, that's you know just something to bring in. But obviously, Saturn is loud too. We talked about him a little bit in one of our last podcasts of how he is he is pretty loud for the whole year as well. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about him. Um, maybe I don't know. We we might not get to some of the he's has some aspects happening in February, but we'll um, we'll see how far we get. So. Yeah. We, we've got more time. We can do another. We can do yeah. another one of these. We'll, we'll do lots of these. There's always lots of stuff. But um, a couple days later, so on January 23rd, we have Mars squaring Jupiter. And so we talked about Mars. He's conjunct Uranus today. So he's going to be 
now he's going to be squaring Jupiter a couple of days later. And so Jupiter in Aquarius, Mars is in Taurus. And this is important because this is the third square, right? They, they met twice in 2020. So it's kind of the wrapping up of this 2020 transit. They met in August, beginning of August of 2020. Then they squared off again. I said met, but they were squared. Squared off in August. They squared a second time in October. And now they're going to square for a third and final time in this, you know, dynamic January 23rd. So it's this wrapping up of this um, square that's happened throughout 2020. And it feels significant because most of the Mars squares, he squared off to Pluto and Saturn and a couple other things, those wrapped up in 2020. So those are kind of wrapped up. Uh, but this one was lingering. So this one I've had my eye on of like, okay, this is a 2020 transit. And of course we have um, moon cycles and eclipse cycles that are carrying through, but this is a big one that is wrapping up from 2020. And so the significance of that is like, okay, this is end of January, something that we're wrapping up from 2020. And so Mars squaring Jupiter, we talked about Mars as he's that action and he is um, the warrior energy. He's, he's a very fiery, feisty energy. So he usually brings a spark to whatever he's um, aspecting. And then with Jupiter, it's about expansion. So it's kind of this expanding energy and you can feel into the start of it, which usually in the first square, things are kind of dropping in, kind of just maybe like little sparks. Um, so feeling back to beginning of August, around August 4th, what was going on, what was just maybe dropping in, what was, you know, if you journal, go back and, and read your journal from around the beginning of August, and then feeling into the growth through October. And now we're in this, this kind of um, Mars square Jupiter. I know for me, it's been really fascinating to look back what was happening in August and what's happening now. And there's expansion and I couldn't have ever like put it together or, you know, predicted or known but it's really fascinating to look at that cycle of, okay, there's been three squares and we're entering into the third um, and final square of Mars and Jupiter. So that feels like a really big piece to wrap up from 2020. Um, also to reflect back and just feel into, because it might help to pull some pieces together, right? I feel like we're in this kind of crazy energy and a lot of it is like, okay, we stepped into 2021, we're in a new year, like, you know, like it's some kind of like, all of a sudden it's this new bubble that, which, you know, isn't true, but <clears throat> it might help <laughs> to reflect back and be like, oh, okay, this is actually some stuff that was happening, um, you know, like middle of the year in 2020, you know, August. And okay, now I can actually see, that might be a little bit helpful to kind of look back and see what was going on there. Yeah. Um if for, for any of you that have your charts pulled, also look at where Aquarius and Taurus are sitting, like what houses they're in, um, because that's going to be an affecting piece also. My Aquarius sits in the seventh house. So like for me, with everything sitting in Aquarius, it is about relationships this year. And it's about relationships in a time that we are like, hey, how are you via Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> so 
play, have a look at your chart. If you don't know your chart, Alexis and I both do readings. Um, so that's a thing. But there's also this piece that's coming in about like looking at what area of your life is kind of being lit up by all of this. Um, because we, there is this languaging out there in the world that, well, 2020 is done. Um, but yeah, I think that's so important to recognize that 2020 and 2021 are not separate bubbles. Like they're not, they don't exist in a vacuum from each other. No. Like mash that up, mix it around, roll it in some mud and some feathers, and then you've got life. <laughs> yeah. And there's always, I, you know, there's always cycles and there's always things that are happening that are kind of always continuing. Like a year is just one framework we use, but yeah, feeling into some of the things that are still carrying over. Like we have um, the eclipses that are going to continue on the Gemini Sag access for this year, right? They'll shift eventually, but that's something that's carrying through. The moon cycles are continuously cycling and bringing us through, right? And so feeling into like, there's always cycles that are happening. Like even, you know, feeling into the shift. Okay. We, yeah, some stuff shifted into Aquarius, but Pluto's still in Capricorn and that's like a very long cycle. And so there's always that too, where yes, a year is a nice um, framework to like give our humans some like functionality, but there's, there's things that are still carrying through. And so I think that's something that this transit is reminding us of that there's this third and final wrapping up piece with Mars and Jupiter. And it started back in August of 2020, you know, so it's, it's tying that in. And um, yeah, I think that's important to remember. We're always in different cycles. Like, yeah, one cycle might end, but then there's still all these other um, simultaneous cycles. Yeah, time is not linear. Not linear, not a thing. <laughs> What's next for us, Alexis? So then we have on January 26th, the sun squaring Uranus. So this feels very, combustible kind of energy, <laughs> sun and Uranus, like the sun and lightning. <laughs> for, for those of you who are not watching the video, Alexis is making little explosions with her hands. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, that's what it's feeling like to me. Not that it can't be beautiful. The sun brings illumination. So there may be, and I'm not going to promise anything because Uranus is not about clarity, but there may be some like Right, there may be some insights and clarity around because the sun brings illumination. But with Uranus, like, don't expect anything to like, you know, come in a nice little package um, with a note on it. Like, that's not how Uranus rolls. Um, so that we have that. That's around January twenty sixth. The sun squaring Uranus, and yeah, it feels like whatever it's going to be. There's going to be some um, kind of sparking energy like the other piece to feel into is um you know these can also sometimes a lot of the stuff we're talking about can feel really overwhelming and there can be some anxiety and there can be um you know we're talking about very fiery transits here we're talking about you know mars we talked about in the last two we were talking about the sun like we're talking about some really intense energies and so knowing to like being really gentle with self um that these can feel a bit 
intense and, and there might be some inner angst and, and also externally, there might be tension like in relationships and just, yeah, knowing that this, these aren't really easy transits. So just re being really gentle, I just want to drop that in of, um, you know, it, it can show up in a lot of different ways. And so just being really um, gentle with yourself. Uh, the thing that's kind of pushing at me right now is I believe Lilith and Pallas Athena and Isis. We've got some, we've got some goddess asteroids in this whole Aquarius party that's going on right now. Yeah. I mean, everybody's kind of having a party in Aquarius. Yeah. For Aquarius party. season. That's what's going on. The, the Jupiter and Saturn arrived back in December and they set up and they've been kind of, they've been decorating and been getting things set up, but they arrived after Pallas and Isis. So Isis and Pallas got to Aquarius and then Jupiter and Saturn, and they've been setting up the party. And now like this month, everybody shows up for the party. Yeah. And Mercury even the people who aren't like showing up in Aquarius are showing up via squares and other aspects. Um, so there's this heart piece of like, how, how big can you make your heart right now? Like that feels like with the chaos of Eris and Pluto squaring with palace in there, like really staying in your center and your wisdom and your maneuverability, the, the strategy of being flexible, mm -hmm. um, with Isis there, like the soul shaman, she is about the remembrance of, of our soul self, of our spiritual self, of our hearts. Um, Lilith is about like acceptance and equality. Like Lilith is big equality. Um, so those, those feminine players, they're at this party too. I just want to like, bring them in <laughs> be like they're here and that's important too because yeah like palace did move in before and she, it she had been one that was in capricorn with all of the players for 2020 right the jupiter saturn and pluto she was with all of them but she moved into aquarius first which i thought was really beautiful and pulling in that heart piece all of this is happening in aquarius but what is opposite aquarius is leo Right. And so if we feel into that access, Leo is the heart. And so it's a, a reminder to keep pulling because there's so much happening. Like all of our focus is Aquarius. It's like, if you look at it, pull up a chart because it's pretty crazy, especially for like middle, mid-February. Because um, Mercury is there also. You, so you mentioned some of the asteroids that are there. We have Jupiter, Saturn, Mercury and the sun currently. Um, but more will be moving in as we go. And feeling into there's so much pull in Aquarius because that's that's where the focus is it's, it's it's real if you look at a chart it's pretty wild but remembering to pull back and what's on the opposite side is Leo in the heart like coming into the heart so I think that's a really beautiful piece that I've been feeling as well and with we have a full moon in Leo on the 28th January 28th so we have this full moon on that axis that is really emphasizing the heart. Um, and that is a really beautiful reminder. And yeah, all that, 
the feminine asteroids, because you know most of the planets are masculine except for the moon and Venus, but we have asteroids there as well who are bringing right this different flavor uh, to the party. So that's there, and yeah, and the moon, this full moon, it's at nine degrees of Leo, January twenty eighth. Um, so look at you know look at your chart, see what you have going on. Um, on that axis, like look at Aquarius, also look at Leo. So, you know, around exactly nine degrees, but within um, a few, you can look what you have going on in Leo, what houses these are, because that kind of dynamic can be playing out um, between those two houses on that axis, Leo and Aquarius. Um, and we also that day have some other stuff happening. So the sun meets up with Jupiter. So we have a sun-Jupiter conjunction and we have a Venus-Pluto conjunction. So they're not exactly aspecting the moon, but they're happening at the same time. So these feel important because we have the sun conjunct Jupiter, right, bringing some expansion, which is pretty interesting. So that is, that is gonna be aspecting this moon. We're gonna have the sun and Jupiter, right, opposite the moon, and that's big illumination. Like, Moons can be big emotions, right? And sometimes they can feel really intense. And when we're talking about the heart, right? This is huge. And we talk about bring Jupiter and there's expansion there. And so just knowing with full moons, there can also often be illuminations. We can feel into the last two week cycle from the new moon to full moon. We can also feel back into the, the new moon in Leo, which I believe was in the summer. I know we talked about uh, this. Uh, August 18th. Okay. I believe it was. So August, we can feel back into, which also ties into that Mars square Jupiter in August, right? So it feels like there's a lot coming back around from August. Um, and so, yeah, like knowing there can be things that are illuminated, but it can also be moons can be intense emotional times um so there's that and then so that's on that axis so those are kind of what's happening within that area of the moon but then we get at the same time venus and pluto conjunct in capricorn so that is it, it, pluto's about the depths like he doesn't do anything surface level he wants us to go deeper He's about transformation, evolution. So this does not feel like a light um, and fluffy moon. I mean, not that they ever are, but there's an extra emphasis because of what's going on in Aquarius and this heart pull and this Jupiter expansion. And then you throw in some Venus Pluto, um, who Venus is about harmonizing and bringing together. So she's a beautiful energy. She's about love, self-love, um, but you combine her with Pluto and there's a bit of an intensity there. There's a bit of, um, you know, going a little bit deeper. Alexis, you are so consistently, uh, you're just so much fun and you're so delightful. And uh, the way you put things together brings such amazing pictures to my head, at least. <laughs> um, there's a piece, Aquarius is an air sign. And air is associated with thought and Aquarius is new thought and new ideas. With it being opposite of Leo, I wanna bring back that energy of palms together, 
versus the back of poems? Um, and can we approach this with making space for the thoughts and ideas to actually move through heart space? rather than just being a mental body process. Can we take the thoughts and ideas, can we take the mental body processes and bring them down to heart space and run them also through an emotional process? So for me, that's what wisdom is, is when we take our intellect bubble and our emotion bubble and we cross it over so there's that, that shared space there of where our wisdom sits because we're running our thoughts and our ideas through heart. And for me, that's what this Aquarius Leo access is, is can we move from heart space from wisdom? Wisdom comes from our heart and our womb and our heads combining. And we all have womb space, guys. It's just what it is. Um, so can we really bring it up and move from heart? Move from our passion, move from what, what fires us, not what scares us. Passion isn't scary. No, I love that because you're right. And we don't, as a whole, as if we just feel into, you know, as a collective whole, we don't function connected to heart as much. We function very much, you know, just in our mental and logical minds. And so, yeah, I think that's beautiful to, to come to the opportunity is there to combine these, right. And to, you know, whether you've been doing this work for a long time or not to like, we can always have that reminder to connect the two because in the world that we live in, it's just always pulling us back up to the logical and to the mind and to be able to pull it back down into the heart. Um, there's just a connection there that I think is going to be really, really, um, important in this moon and in this, I mean, in this, Aquarius season, but really in, in the year and always, yeah. but that there's this opportunity to open or unlock something with the heart. Um, you know, and for as someone who, who has been, you know, it feels like I'm constantly working on heart expansion and doing this kind of work. Like there's always more, right. And it feels like there's something really beautiful in this, in this full moon, um, because the depth is there. And because there's this, you know, it's opposite Aquarius to connect in the, the mental realm, the heart, and then even lower, right? Like connecting in, you brought in womb space, like connecting into our lower centers, right? So whether you are, um, you know, in a male or female body, we all have this deeper wisdom um, in our lower center. So that feels like a piece too. And I think, you know, just remembering that grounding is going to be really important because we're working with some really high Aquarius is just this like really high vibratory energy, which is beautiful. And there's, you know, things get invented and there's, you know, new insights and really beautiful things that come with Aquarius, but it's very, can be very, just this like high vibratory. It sometimes can be a little too much of that high energy. So we need to bring it back down. Heart and grounding, I think are going to be, you know, 
we've talked about it a lot, I think, because it's important to remember, okay, come back into heart and even lower and ground it. <laughs> ground it. Otherwise, we're going to be floating up in the ethers, um, which is cool, but not for a long time. <laughs> exactly. Because <clears throat> I'm like cracking up here. Um, I love that we're, we're talking about heart stuff and we, we have a, we have a guest, we have a guest podcaster. Leo has arrived. Um, Leo, Leo, our heart centered baby here, our little kitten has shown up and he's like, we got this. Um, exactly. Of course, Leo would show up when we talk about the Leo full moon. Yeah. The Leo full moon and being a, being a lover of self and a lover of life and, really making heart space right now we're you know we're 10 months into this this has been like the worst pregnancy ever <laughs> just been a hard pregnancy we're not done yet folks um and, and are we referencing the pandemic and the yes yeah, yeah the, the 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 quarantine and and everything um just we're Ideas are being birthed and run them through your heart. I guess that's just my biggest invitation right now. And it's my big invitation for everything going forward. I'm not even going to say like Aquarius season. I'm going to say everything going forward until the end of time. Yeah. Bring it. I'm making big vows here, people. That's how I roll. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Um, Mercury goes retrograde. That's a little thing. Let's yeah. That. So that's what we end the month with is Mercury goes retrograde around January 30th. So yeah. And you mentioned in the start that we have all this forward movement. We have, um, all the planets are direct forward moving. And so that's for the next few weeks until we get to Mercury retrograde. So we end the month with Mercury retrograde um, in Aquarius, of course course which means he's gonna be there a while because he's moved in and then he's gonna head backwards and then he's gonna go forward again <laughs> right so yeah he spends a little bit of time in Aquarius and yeah that is a time and I think we'll maybe just end on this but it's a time <laughs> to go within right and to Mercury is about he's a translator so right now he's doing his thing he's like you know, bopping around in Aquarius. I like to say he holds a megaphone up to whoever he's near. And so he's just like, do, 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 bopping around. But he's going to go retrograde. And it's like, okay, now is the time to go within. And to, it's a, it's kind of beautiful in a way because we have all of this stuff and all of this noise. And he's going to really be pointing it inward. It, it might not feel beautiful when we're going through it. Um, but it is because it's also a reminder when we work with these things, it's a reminder to go within. And it's not necessarily a time to like be externally vocal about things or to, you know, um, kind of jump into new things because Mercury is really giving us a time when all of this stuff is happening to go within. Um, when planets go retrograde, it's a time to reflect inward. So yeah, we end the month with that. And so then Mercury will be retrograde um, through the beginning of February. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. No, that feels good. We, we started with everybody's going forward <laughs> and now we can wrap up today with, we've got, we've got Mercury who's going to reverse course for a little while. Yep. Um, and give us another chance to really check our interior, the, the way we talk to ourselves, our self-talk. Like that is what Mercury retrograde is so often about for me is it's a check your self-talk. How are you speaking to yourself? How are you thinking about yourself? Are the things that you are saying and speaking to yourself things you would ever say to someone you love? Yeah, that's always a good little um, test of, would you talk to a friend this way, the way you talk to yourself? Um, yeah, and that's definitely a Mercury retrograde um, friendly reminder. <laughs> Yay, I love this. Um, I'm sure we'll be back to do more because as we have mentioned, Aquarius season is loaded this year. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling we'll, we'll maybe in um, early February come on because there's more planets that'll be moving into Aquarius. So we have Venus and the moon and some other really fun things happening in Aquarius. So yeah, I think we will. I'm sure we'll come back and we'll talk about... Um, more about the Aquarius party. I like that that is the, um, the kind of visual of everyone's having a party in Aquarius. Yeah. It's like Red a cocktail party. <laughs> it's a really great cocktail party um, for those of us who like to dress up and, and go to cocktail parties. Like, get out your cocktail clothes, folks. Yeah. I mean, and with all those personalities, like, you never know what's going to happen. You know, can't say it's going to be just like a you know, everyone's well-behaved party, but it's a party. <laughs> it's a party. <laughs> Sit back and watch it unroll. <laughs> totally. Perfect. Well, um, thanks for joining me today and until next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on our explorations and meanderings today. If you have any interest at all in working with either or both of us, you can contact me at aebodyalchemy.com or Alexis at alexisbolvin.com. And if you'd like to work with both of us together, some of our upcoming offerings are Sensual Sisterhood, which will be launching in January of 2021, um, as well as our Awakening Workshops, which will be happening in the spring of 2021. Fabulous. We hope to see you again soon or maybe get the pleasure of working with you and sitting in circle with you. Until next time. <laughs>